Hi everybody, this is Patty Negri. Welcome to the Witching Hour. Yes, the Witching Hour, that hour of the day when the veil is thin and magic happens. Magic happens in this Witching Hour is whenever you tune into this podcast and the magic is in my beautiful guests. I have a really fun guest for you today. Yes, I do. The star of Scared and Alone, professional ghost bait herself, Courtney Buckley. Yep, she could look scared no matter what she's doing. I love her madly, and she's going to have all sorts of fun things to talk about. But before I bring you Courtney, yep, it's time for Where's Patty? I need to look in my calendar once in a while to know where I am. And where I am, if you are listening to this on the week we first drop, which is the week of Monday, August 22, 2022, say that five times fast, I am home. I actually was home this past weekend. I want to say happy birthday again to beautiful Rachel Kleinsmith. We went to the Magic Castle to celebrate. If you like amazing eye makeup, check out her Vampire Cosmetics. They are fabulous and they make you live forever. Um, This week I am leaving though. I am teaching class on Tuesday. I'm going to teach an Earth Magic class. Those of you who listen to my philosophy a lot, I'm going, we need to bring it back down to this beautiful little planet. So I'm going to talk about earth magic and things that you could do to make your life better, more abundant, love, everything to go to it with working with this little planet because here we stand. Um, And then I am off for Michigan, off for Michigan with all sorts of great people. Almost everybody you see on Travel Channel, my friends like Bridget Marcourt and Courtney herself will be there, ghost bait. So if you're heading to Michigan or you want to this weekend, Michigan Paracon, it's one of the big ones. It's one of the fun ones. I'm going to be doing a mediumship gallery in this huge theater. It's like a 1200 seat theater. Come join me. Chip Coffee is doing one if you don't want mine. Um, But all sorts of fun people and Dave Schrader and all these people you see on my show all the time are coming. All the TV people. So that meet you in Michigan, Sault Ste. Marie. Um, It's way up there in the Upper Peninsula. Other than that, I'm home. I am home. But lots of travel coming up. So Next week, I'll go over my lists again, because you can meet me in New York. You can meet me in Massachusetts. You can meet me in Texas. You can meet me in Arizona. You can meet me in Nevada, Virginia City, Vulture City, Boston, Orange, Dallas. Let's let's travel. Uh, <laughs> that's where Patty is, right here, right now. Hi, everybody. Yep. It is time for the Willow Report. She's probably going to yawn again, though she just did twice. We got to catch it like that. You got to be quick. Now, you might be going, where's Grace? Grace is napping. She's an itty-bitty baby still. She just hit three months, I must say. But Willow's still been the best big sister. But I do have a little issue, and today's Willow Report is like, how do you keep this perfect? Oh, Yawning Willow Report. I saw somebody on um, Facebook or Instagram said we should call it the Yawning Willow Report. And maybe we should. I don't know. Because that's the only thing she does on cue, honestly. But my issue, and especially while Grace is sleeping, though I do think she just woke up, while Grace is sleeping is, like I said last week, Willow is the best big sister. They sleep together. They bathe each other. They cuddle. They play. 
But after Willow's big play dates every day, and lately she literally has like the 13 dogs we just talked about, big dogs, little dogs, she's <laughs> yawn, she's a little riled up. So when she comes back in the house, she's a little rough with Grace. So I've got to figure out how to make her not take this little, you know, three pound cat and treat her like she's a 60 pound something. Maybe you learn to be soft with your sister. We got to learn to be soft with her sister. Because again, the other 23 hours of the day, she could not be more gentle and more soft. But the last few days, we come in after the play date and we're eating my necklace. That's a good dog. Um, and she's just, she's chasing her hard. She's rolling her hard. She knocks her over hard and that's just not okay. I mean, I don't think she's really going to hurt her because it's really hard to destroy a three-month-old puppy. She doesn't, you know, bite or anything. But how do you teach a teenage dachshund self-control? I don't know. I might need help here. So if you know how to teach a teenage dachshund, very independent, very stubborn, very smart, usually smarter than I am, how to control herself when she's all riled up from her play date. Help. Help. Grace just wandered in and went right back to sleep. I love little puppies and little kitties. So anyway, that's the, oh, don't eat the necklace. Look in the camera. That's the one thing. Oh, there we go. Oh, Willow, we're going to get you some camera technique one of these days. Got to be nice to your little sister. That's the Willow report. Okay, this week's magic class or spell class, we're going to talk about one of my favorite summertime types of magic, bubble magic. Nope, you don't need to go to your favorite metaphysical or occult store. Nope, nope, you get to go to your drugstore, your toy store, or your dollar store to get bubbles. Bubbles, you say? Yes, mugwort, don't need the mugwort, don't need your athame, you don't need your thing. Bubbles. I have three forms of bubbles, because you know what? Bubbles themselves are combining air magic, earth magic, water magic. You're not going to start a fire in fire season. You're not going to burn down your house. You're going to put the most powerful thing you have into your bubbles, your breath. I say it often, whenever you can speak out loud, speak out loud because the breath is your pneuma. It's your life force. The moisture in your breath is your free will. So all of a sudden you've got your little bubble out and you're blowing your wishes, blowing your spell work into the winds, into the east winds to take it on the magic. So I'll tell you why I have three. Actually, it came as a three pack. I have pink for love. I drew a little heart on the top. Love. You need love, any kind of love. Somebody needs romantic love, love of their kids, love of their friends, just self love. Do some bubble magic. Green, money magic. You could do this almost every morning. Get your bubbles out and going, I am blowing my abundance into the wind. Green for money magic. I drew a dollar sign. Blue, it came with blue. And what's the other thing that everybody wants, either in their psychic readings or in their spell work? Health. It always goes love, money, health. So blue for health. It's a nice high vibration color. So I have the health. So if you have a little inexpensive three pack of bubbles, you have an entire spell working kit. Indeed you do. Like any spell working, set up your sacred space, set your intent. Remember intent is the number one ingredient in 
every spell working or manifestation or ritual. Number two is passion. Passion fuels a skill. Passion fuels a spell. Doubt kills it. So get your bubbles, get your passion, get your intent. Start your day, end your day, run out. Teach your kids some bubble magic. You're going to teach them to manifest. You're going to teach them to create what they want in life. You're going to teach them to speak their truths. And again, nobody's going to burn down the house or get crayons all over. So pink for love, blue for health, green for money. Think of you what you're going to do or whatever color you want. Again, you create your magic. So you're going to get your spell out. You're going to get your spell right out. Here's a little thing that, you know, maybe you set up sacred space. Maybe you're just out there and then you're outside and you're going to think of what you want. You're going to think, okay, green money. Okay, I'm going to ask my boss for a raise today or I'm going to go play the lottery, whatever you want to do. See it, smell it, taste it. And when you are ready, I knew it was going to not work right. <laughs> Blow the Bubble. I'm not very good at bubbles, which is good because it makes me passionate. It makes me passionate. It makes me work at it and focus until I get the bubbles right. So some people are naturally better than others. Some people need to add a little glycerin, which I'm planning to do. But send those blessings. Watch the bubbles go up into the sky, up into the clouds, down to the floor. Have your dog catch them. Cats love them too. So it's magic you can even do indoors. You could do outdoors. You've got your breath, you've got your pneuma, you've got your life force, you've got your free will, you've got magic. Magic is everywhere. You just gotta blow it into bubbles sometime. I have a beautiful guest for you today. Indeed, I do. Let me introduce you to Courtney Buckley. Yes, she looks a little familiar. Yes, she does. Courtney Buckley is a New England-based practicing witch, paranormal investigator, haunted tour guide, TikToker, and cast member of the Scared and Alone live stream and TV show. As the show's ghost spate, she's bravely explored some of the most haunted places in America all alone, often armed with only her K2 meter, her iPhone, and the guidance of a paranormal panel and online viewers far away and someplace safe. <laughs> She's born and raised in Massachusetts. Courtney Buckley grew up in a series of haunted houses in New England. She began her interest in the paranormal. Soon, her family started joking that Courtney must have ESP because of things that she was starting to do. When she was a young child, Courtney would reply out loud to things her family members were only thinking. Anyway, from then on, let me introduce her to her directly. Thank you, Courtney, for coming on. Thank you. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. This is like a dream come true. I love you ah. so much. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, this is great. This is, we were just talking with our producer, my producer, Rob, or both of our producers on Scared and Alone, this, <laughs> how, you know, I just brought everybody together because I like people and I like hanging out <laughs> and you truly, I know you are ghost bait and everybody's going, what is that? That's a good term. And I know you have a shirt and you're going to get more shirts, but um, tell everybody about Scared and Alone a little bit from our mutual producer. Yes, for sure. So Scared and Alone, I'm super biased when I say this, but I think is the coolest thing on the planet. Um, it's a live interactive investigation where I go or someone else is being ghost bait, but we go to a, um, you know, haunted location, beautiful places. We've been really lucky and ghost bait me usually goes in uh, alone entirely and does an investigation. And I only have my, my iPhone and on it, I have our awesome panel of 
uh, of paranormal peeps. We have uh, Richard Lyle Lillard, the gentleman psychic, who does a, a fantastic painting over the course of two hours um, with spirits that he picks up. And then uh, David L. Sloan, who uh, is the doll tender for Robert the doll, um, who he's super insightful and you know always does great research and is the one that makes me do all the really, really scary things. So we like to joke about that. And then we have Haley Michelle, the par paranormal princess. Um, and she, with her haunted dolls, which terrify me and uh, haunt my dreams. And then, um, you know, she's very intuitive as well. And she picks up on a lot of stuff. And then awesome, awesome guests. Oh, of course, Dean. I, I can't forget Dean, our host, who is amazing and runs the show. Um, and then awesome guests like yourself and uh, Todd Bonner from uh, Detroit Paranormal. And, um, you know, everybody helps me sort of move along the investigation. But the, the coolest part, I think, is the people at home. So the people who are watching the live stream and are all picking things up and sensing things and really participating. It's not just like sitting on your couch watching your television and, and yelling at it like I tend to. Um, but it's you can yell in the comments like, hey, turn around or hey, you know, go back to this room and people will read those out loud and, and we'll be able to, you know, people are actually participating in the investigation from scared and alone at home, you know? Yeah. So I think it's really cool. I don't think, I, I haven't seen anything else like it and it's so exciting to be a part of. Yeah, no, there isn't anything like it. I do a lot of TV. I do a lot of paranormal and it's always a bunch of us at the haunting thing. There's whoever, there's a team, there's a crew, there's the investigator, the psychic, the, the, this, and then there's crew shooting. You are scared and alone. And honestly, <laughs> nobody has a better scared face than you, Courtney. <laughs> no well, one you. has a better scared face than you. You look I terrified. Really you know, I think I need to be sponsored by like Depends or I don't know, something because it's terrifying. There's been some times where I really, there's been a few times where I've almost tapped out, where I've almost said, listen, this is too much and I need someone to come get me. Um, and then other times where, you know, we're able to, I was just scared and, and moved past it a little bit, but it, it gets hairy in there sometimes, but it's so much fun and I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, no. And you're beautiful at it. You're brilliant and you are there. And it is people, you know, safe people safe at their own homes in the light are telling her, oh, don't turn around. There's a big monster behind you. Turn around. Yeah. <laughs> ah! <Love that. laughs> yeah. So tell us a bit. I love that you're a witch because this is the witching hour. Yep. Tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about yourself. how did that come about? So I were I spent a lot of time, I think, sort of denying in my brain that that was the right word for me. Um, I, I've dealt, I, I did a lot of work with like energy, like a lot of energy work for a really long time when I was working on like my mediumship abilities and, um, you know, just practicing over and over and over and over again and nothing, no religion seemed to fit for me. And I took a demonology class and through doing the demonology class, just cause I was interested in it, but through doing the demonology class, I, um, studied like various religions across the world and sort of started picking little pieces that felt right. But I, I would say I'm, I'm a Courtneyist. I'm not anything else. I'm just a Courtneyist. Like it's, it's my little patchwork. And then I started working in Salem. So I was exposed um, a lot more regularly to witchcraft and, and what that actually meant. And then I was sort of toying around with the idea in my head. And one day I went to work and I was like really heavily thinking about it. And I was leaving, um, it was a, a different job, but a, a second job. I was leaving to go to Salem and I walked out the door 
and it was a big glass door and there was a praying mantis just like perched on the door and it took me like I didn't know what it meant really like what the symbolism was but it was enough for me to stop and look at it and be like I've I've never seen a praying mantis in my life what was I just thinking about and I had just been thinking about like is this right for me and I thought you know what that's it so I went into Salem that day and I spent a lot of money and I got all the things um and I was just like that's it and I just started yelling I'm a witch it's me that's what I am and you know I've moved forward with it ever since I'm not I'm a very weird practice like I'm I, I call myself a bad witch not like evil but in the sense of like I don't practice things um like other people do like I I have an altar but it's in my closet because I I had to move it and I never took it back out um but I have all and I have all my things that I you know my crystals I like to work with and candles and all that but I I usually only do it when I'm trying to do something and it's it's more an internal thing for me than it is an external thing if that makes sense I don't know know. no well that's the one thing about our belief system too it's not a my way or the highway, like some religions, this is it and that's it, or you're wrong or yeah. you're going to hell or whatever. To, to There's a billion kinds of witches. You know, there's right. air, uh, there's spirit-based witches, there's elemental witches, there's Wicca, there's Thelemic, there's chaos, there's yeah traditional and British. I think yeah. for me, I read a, the first book I picked up, um, I forget who it was by, but it was something about Wicca for the solitary practitioner. And mm-hmm. I opened it up and I, I didn't, Wicca didn't fit with me, but when I opened it up, one of the first things the book said was, this is about you. And like, this is very personal. Witchcraft is very personal and it's, it's your journey and it's your craft and it's your this, that. So I've never once doubted my abilities. I've never once doubted um, my spirituality once I accepted this in myself. And I, I can feel sometimes yeah very powerful but it's it took me someone validating that for me um for me to really fully accept it that it was okay to make this my own and i think that that was what i had been searching for for a really long time yeah that is beautiful yeah we are led to it it's not that it's a proselytizing thing we (laughs) whatever you want to believe you get to believe but those of us led to it and it's probably in your blood too i do believe there's like blood wine which is if you've kind of always known things i was reading in your bio your parent like i just read that in your bio your parents (laughs) knew things i was the same way with plants and herbs and stuffing them in the weirdest places knowing what they would do i hadn't read a book yet i just it's, it's in the blood yeah it was actually my grandmother i mean i think it made a difference that i grew up in um in a way that nobody stifled anything nobody told me that you know, ghosts weren't real or uh, anything like that. So I was free to just grow that way. But when I was a little tiny kid, my grandmother, um, who I think worked her magic in the kitchen, um, she would be cooking at the stove and I would be sitting at the kitchen table coloring or doing whatever. And I mean, I'm little and she would be just stirring whatever she's cooking and in her brain going over her day and thinking, oh, you know, I don't know where I put that letter. And I wouldn't look up for my paper and say it's on the hall table. And she would be like, like <laughs> and yeah. I just wasn't, it was, it was, it became a joke. Like they didn't try to say, Ooh, that's weird. Don't do that. You know, it was like, Oh boy, here's Courtney and her ESP again. Um, and I still, to this day, constantly, I will call my mother and my mother will say, Oh my God, it's so weird. I literally was just texting you or I was just picking up the phone to call you or I was just thinking about you. And it's always me. I'm, I'm always the one that does it. <laughs> So how does that work? So how do, okay, so we get that you've, you've seen spirits and you have this gift and you, you're definitely gifted. I can, I can 
I could just sense I could see all that. So how did the interesting ghosts come about? The whole paranormal so, thing. Yeah, I I grew up in haunted houses. Um, so again, not nobody made a big deal out of anything. It was never anything dangerous. It was just a presence in the house. Um, so I was always, I think, interested in it. And then I watched Ghost Hunters. You know, and, and when Ghost Hunters came out, it was the only show like that. And all of a sudden, it was like, you know, this is it. Like, there's, like, it's okay. This, this is okay to be. You know, it's, it's, it's not weird. It's, it's cool. Like, I, I can, I can follow my passion with this. So when I was a teenager, instead of going out and drinking and causing trouble, I was trespassing and breaking and entering <laughs> um, at various cemeteries and uh, abandoned mental institutions, but. The thing is, is like um, when you get a piece of evidence, like it, it's almost like you're chasing a high. Like I, my first EVP I ever got was at a cemetery and it was so crisp and so clear. And it was the first time I'd ever used a voice recorder. And I, I feel like I've been chasing that high ever since. Like you can, I, I can still be skeptical. I can still be logical and I can still try to debunk things, but I know these things exist because I've experienced them. And so it's just a matter of like, wanting that next piece of evidence and and that drive to like I don't know bring that to people bring that other to other people um yeah. so I just it's always been something it's always been there I've joined a, a couple groups um which didn't I didn't really gel with correctly so like they weren't they, they did things a little bit differently than I felt like I would want to do things so those those didn't sort of pan out for very long but um I just these things keep happening to me i keep i i move into a haunted house or i start working and my my workplace is haunted and it's just everywhere so it's hard not to let it be one of my obsessions <laughs> that is good now do you have because i i'm a big of having an on-off switch i don't want to see ghosts when i don't want to see ghosts in spirit mm -hmm. do you have your own version of an on-off switch or something that you can keep yeah saying? i i think because i did a lot of energy work before i did anything else um i i think I did that correctly in the sense that I trust my energy and what I put out and what I take in. So it's, it's a literal on off switch. So when I go into one of these haunted places, um, you know, everyone says like, do your protection, whatever. My protection is in my brain. I'm setting a boundary just real quick. It's like a switch. I'm setting a boundary and you're not allowed, you know, and, and, or at least just like, you can't come home with me. You can't do anything like that. And I feel like I have that boundary in my house now that I've learned how to do that because I don't need to be woken up anymore. Like I'm, I'm older now. Like you don't need to be in my house or in my space. You can be outside. And as a matter of fact, actually, weirdly, I think something tried to get into my house last night now that I'm talking about this. Um, but I had like a waking, like I was awake, but I couldn't move kind of a dream. And I was asleep in my, my living room. Uh, I had gone to sleep with massive anxiety that I was coming from nothing and I woke up and I couldn't move and I watched my front door just open like this and I was like shut the door you're not allowed in my house shut the door shut the door and I couldn't get up to shut the door and then I fell back asleep and when I woke up I was like I feel like something tried to get in my house but I did so I, yeah and I set those back like get out <laughs> no thank you and and that's what people don't know I teach that in my school that this is our realm of existence they really do have to play by our, our rules People yeah. just don't know that so they give away their power. They're like, ah, and that's yeah. what something negative would want. Get angry, get scared. Mm -hmm. Just exactly. Nope, close the door. You can't come in. That's right. exactly the best thing you could do. 
And so, I learned that massively the hard way. I um, was at Salem State. Uh, I did a semester at Salem State and we were playing with the Ouija board and I didn't know anything about anything. And I actually gave permission for a spirit to enter me and show me things. And I, it, was, it, it showed me itself as a little boy with red hair, cute as a button. But when he showed himself to me, he showed himself to me at my home, not, not at school, but at my home. And very quickly, I got very uneasy and I didn't like it. And I sort of just like shut it down, but it was already too late. And my, my brother and my mother started experiencing things at home while I was at school. And then when I came home, it was like, you couldn't, we wouldn't be in the house with the lights off. Not, not, neither myself or my brother could be in the house with the lights off. Doors, uh, cabinets in the kitchen would open and close. Um, you would just get the sense that like someone was just going to come into the room. And when we finally moved out and left, there was like this very smug feeling. And I was in the empty apartment. I said, are you happy? We're leaving now. And the drain gurgled like someone was pouring water on it like in response to me and I was like okay but it was awful it was really scary and I learned like I like I said I learned the hard way I'm not afraid to use a Ouija board anymore because I know what to do now but I had to do it the wrong way first yeah no and, and everybody does I you know I've been safely using them since I was seven or eight years old yeah. Um, I don't think they should be sold in toy stores. I think they should have a completely opposite set of directions. Not this is this is not a toy. This is yeah. it's a tool. It's a portal. It's really no more scary than a K two meter or a pendulum right. or dowsing rods or all those things we use. They're just they're they're communication tools, but mm -hmm. they are portals and we create it. So just know what you're doing, and then do it. <laughs> I've forgotten right. to do it right on occasion with you know bad results, but but then my fault, my complete fault, you know, you've got to suit up before you went in. <laughs> right. And it's just a matter of like having that hard and fast rule for me, at least that it's, it's a boundary that I set and, and there's no, it's, there's no question to it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I set that boundary and you have to follow it. And I have the intention behind it because I believe that I'm, I have the ability to set that boundary and I believe in the boundary. So I feel like for me, that makes me feel very safe, especially going into places that I don't know, like we do on Scared and Alone, that I've never been before. I, before I go in, set that boundary, like I'm going to come in and talk to you, but you're not allowed to come with me. And then we have, you know, usually Richard Lale will do like a breathing exercise with us at the end to sort of cleanse things, which helps mm -hmm. bring me back into myself and that boundary before I leave that I can just sort of get everything away. Um, but it's, it's really just a matter of believing in your, yourself and what you can do and that, you know, you are the power in that situation. Yep. hundred percent, hundred percent. And then always, always carry salt with you to oh, ground, uh, just to ground, to eat salt. Yeah. I don't mean like, Oh, I'm going to sprinkle it around and get all the ghosts <laughs> out of the house. To me, the best thing is just eat something salty and ground touch iron. If you can iron the iron rail on the stairwell, you yep. know, a little lodestone, your cauldron, I, it, mm -hmm. it'll, it'll bring you back. Cause you got it. You got to separate the two worlds. Yeah. I have bracelets that I wear that were sent to me by a viewer, uh, a fan of the show. And I wear them every investigation and they are my thing at the end that I, you know, I fiddle with them and I concentrate on them and I sort of like get back into myself and leave everything safely haunting the owners of the house and not me <laughs> <laughs> yeah you stay here i'm going home That's good. yeah i do i do some bracelet stuff too rob thompson um on, he, on paraflex he, the on ghost center show he works with daniel he always has which side of the bracelet he wears if he wants to have his gift on or he wants to have his gift off mm -hmm. I think 
you know, we all have different kinds of on off switches. So, yeah. Um, so just saying, and I see that we have a guest with us in the show. Tell us who's behind you right now. Actually, there's oh. kind of two, but yeah. yeah. So this is Henry. So one of my favorite things, and he's not real, he's plastic. I got him at CVS, so don't get excited. But um, Henry is my all the time decoration because that's my aesthetic. Um, but I collect ethically sourced human remains. So he fits in with my vibe real well. Um, and then behind him, I have, oh, sorry, Henry. He's down. Um, Henry's down. <laughs> this is the painting that Richard Lale did for the episode of Scared and Alone that we did at the Proctor House. Um, and I'm holding it. It's living here for the time being until the Proctor House residents are um, back for a good chunk of time. And then they're going to take it into the house and see how it likes its new home. Um, but it's just stunning. And I have it in this room with me uh, because, you know, I like to look at it and it makes me, makes me feel happy. And it, Richard Lale's paintings are so incredible that I have, I, I like in person though, Patty, like you can't, you, when you see them on the screen, they're incredible, but in person you can feel like, I feel looking at this, how I felt that night in the Proctor house. Um, and he gifted me another one uh, from Middleborough Town Hall when we did that episode. There was a, a little girl who had fallen from the balcony and he painted her. And I can't look at that one without crying because I feel her every time I look at it. Um, and then I also have his drawings from when we did the Beale Marcus Manor. And there's some of them that terrify me because, again, like he just, it's like he captures the spirits and puts them on the canvas or the paper. And when I look at them, I feel it. I feel it all over again. It's the craziest thing, but yeah, no, he, he's an artist in the truest sense, as well as being a gifted psychic medium right. and, and magical dude all around. Um, yeah. yeah. One of my favorite, favorite people. Um, so one of the houses that we, that I, the, well, the first one that I think that we all started coming together was last year at the world's greatest ghost hunt thing. And I was at the mm -hmm. Wheeler revival mansion, which is one of my favorite houses. I have an event coming up there, a very witchy event um, in September, I think, with Sal Santoro, and we're doing a whole Hecate weekend. I went last year, and I'm going to be one of the presenters this year, but I learned so much. It's great. We're all a bunch of witchy people tromping through the graveyard, <laughs> how to correctly get graveyard dust and things. So so did you do the Scared and Alone at the Wheeler Revival Mansion? Um, I did, but I need to go back for a second because I don't live that far from there and I might need to come to your, that, this event in September yes. because this sounds like just my cup of tea. Um, it is. It's but, so wonderful. It sounds amazing. Um, but yeah, we did our very first official episode of Scared and Alone. So Ghost Hunting Day, we were at the Proctor House, um, but our first episode of Scared and Alone was at, at the Revival Wheeler Mansion and it was gorgeous, but crazy especially to be there alone it was insane i i had so many different experiences in there um that was the first time that david made me do something crazy uh <laughs> everyone was afraid of the stairs i thought the stairs were gorgeous and i loved them but everyone was like i i, I did get a little like nervous tingle when i went near them and everyone in the comments was telling me that they felt like somebody had fallen down the stairs at one point or you know, something was going on the stairs. So when we got down to the first floor, David said, everyone thinks, you know, that someone fell down the stairs, you should lay down like you fell. So me and my body are now halfway up and down the stairs, my legs up in the air, I'm laying on the ground. And he's like, okay, now yell for help. And so I screamed help. 
And simultaneously, as I'm looking up, because you know how at the bottom of the stairs you can see all the way up to the third floor. Yeah. So I'm laying down and I'm and my I'm facing up. I scream for help and I see a head peek over like the railing like this, like looking down at me. And and I was like, oh my God. And then at the same time, um the oh my goodness. Why can't I remember her name? Cindy? No. Cindy, yes. Um, was in a different, like a whole separate area of the property. And she, uh, she lost internet at the exact same time that I screamed for help that her internet connection went. Um, so it was just a weird, like there was so much going on there. That's, that's one small piece of it, but it, it what a beautiful house. Have you been keeping up with it on Instagram and seen, or uh, seen yeah, like the improvements? Yes. Room by room. It is I the know. most beautiful one one carved pole is like more beautiful woodwork than they would put in like a 40 out a, you know apartment complex here i know the beautiful workmanship plus the house has a really good history um yeah. and when it was a home for like ladies of the eastern star which were masonic ladies so it's always yeah. had this magical thing and mm -hmm. it, you've got to come to this thing that we're doing with sal with jeff it's amazing and we do some amazing magic and ritual and it couldn't be in a better place. So. I would love to come. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I need to learn we'll, we'll how to hunt grave dirt. <laughs> yeah, yes, there is very specific ways, and mm -hmm. how to wh where to go to grave, and it's it's common sensey as most of our path stuff do. Is like you have to ask permission, of course. You have to give an offering, of course. You're giving coins, but think about this is the easiest one that I had never thought about. I've worked with graveyard dirt a lot and coffin nails and things. It's just what we do. Mm -hmm. But like, say if you're doing a protection spell, Jeff, I tell you know, go to the grave of somebody who was a policeman or a warrior. Oh, that makes sense. Oh yeah. yeah. If you're doing a love spell of some sort, go to a place where you see a couple married, you know, they were happily married 72 years and you see them all. It's like, yeah, that's the dirt you want. Ask them permission. It's like, it's just, I just learned so much. We're tromping around. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's just the most amazing weekend. Um, I will be posting it for all who want to come join us and it will be great. It's on my emails that I send out and things like that too. So, um, yeah, so you're somewhere near that. It's a beautiful area, by the way. It's beautiful. It's, oh my God. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And the, the mansion is incredible and I am dying to go back and see it after all the work that she, cause she does that all herself, like all of it by herself. And I, it's women living there. Just yeah. women. <laughs> well, one of my best friends, actually, one of my circle sisters, my coven sisters lives there and Cindy lives there and a kid mm -hmm. and it's amazing. Yep. I, I met them all and I love them all dearly. Yeah. So yeah. I, I would love to go back and see them and see the mansion and learn how to get grave dirt. Yeah. And among right. other witchy things. And among ritual and magic and spell casting mm. and all sorts of great stuff. Yeah, so, I love that. Um, okay. Well, before we go, so how tell people about where they can find you, your social media, where they can find Scared and Alone, what you might have coming up sure. with that. All right. So um, Scared and Alone. Uh, or I'll start with me. My socials, I am at the themes uh, on everything. Um, themes is short for femur because that is my favorite piece of ethically sourced human remains that I own. There he is. Um, so I am on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. Um, those are uh, Instagram, TikTok are probably the best places to uh, follow along for show material. Um, I'm also starting to do uh, I haven't started yet, but it's, I'm starting soon to do Twitch. 
um, because there's a ghost hunting game. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's exactly like real life ghost hunting, except the ghosts can kill you in this game. Um, <laughs> but I thought that would be fun for viewers who like, you know, who watch the show to come and either watch or play with me if they have it. Um, but on there, but I'm the themes over everything. And then Scared and Alone, um, you can find on YouTube and Facebook and uh, www.scaredandalone.com. Yeah. You guys, you it know, really is a fun, amazing show. You will be there with Courtney. You will be there. You'll be at your house doing whatever you want to do. Lights <laughs> on, lights off, whatever. But you will experience, just like she experienced what Richard Leal does into the art, you will be experiencing it. You know, and, and all the little, you know, the comment, all the little commenters from the, from, from, from the comment section is really fun. So, <laughs> so join us. So thank you so much, Courtney. I look forward. I want to meet you. I want you to come to this thing I, so we could actually meet non-virtually for the first time. Would be I great. will, I will absolutely come. Um, I'm going to, how do I sign up for your newsletter? Because I uh, pattynegri.com. Just go to pattynegri.com and sign up for my newsletter and I will send it and I will start. I need, I, I need to reproduce thing. Um, I'm so excited. And thank you for inviting me on your show. I've, I'm a big fan. And so I'm trying not to fangirl right now and be calm. But inside, I'm like, Patty. Oh, there's Patty. It's okay. <laughs> I do that all the time. I just did that with Katrina Weidman, who's oh. just doing it doing my show too just in my show yeah. i did it with josh gates because i just oh love josh my gates goodness. At, i love at, him. On, i did too <laughs> we were there we were doing the four-hour special of ghost adventures and everybody was there mm. i mean all the best of the best gary galka and all the inventors and and everybody was there but josh gates whole day i totally fan <laughs> we like fangirling been, it's, it's listen, allowed i would have been on the ground honestly i yeah. fangirl i don't know how i function if i can be honest with all of the panelists that we have on scared and alone how i can just look at them and talk to them like they're normal people because inside i'm like oh my god these are the coolest people on the planet and why are they talking to me yeah we'll get I'm over that over why would they not <laughs> talk to you so, i'm still not um, over it i don't understand i'm still not over it yeah, it's a good. And and you have Haley Michelle. Haley Michelle on the show, Paranormal mm -hmm. Princess. Um, I met her years ago. She wanted to come do. I was doing a thing at the murder house, and and she wanted to get on it, but they wouldn't bring her out. And we became friends. So all these little, it's like little octopus legs of how we all came together to create this one big spooky family. Listen, ah. it's all that witchy manifestation that you do. That's what it's we all, do. We. Yeah. We create our lives. You've created an amazing life. I'm creating an amazing life. Everybody else can. So you guys check her out. Courtney Buckley. The Why is the femur your favorite bone? Um, so it was, I have a lot of bones, but it was the one that I, I went in and I was just like, I need a femur because it's awesome and really cool. And also you can like use it as a weapon because why wouldn't you? But everything else, like I have a humerus. Um, which is cool because I, I got this so that I can make the joke. Well, isn't that humorous? Um, and I have some vertebrae and a rib and a clavicle. Oh, this is my, this is my other favorite. This is, I don't know if you can see it. This is a brain. Yeah. Wow. This is, this is spooky good. Do you know <laughs> but, what is the biggest bone in the human body? Is it the femur or the human? It might, it might be, I think it's the femur, but um, I think just for me, it was like, it was the first one that I gravitated towards. So it was, it was the one that started my collection. 
And so it's just held a special place in my heart. I used to do a true crime podcast because I'm really into true crime. And I had to come up with a name that wasn't my name. Um, and so I had just gotten femur. And so we were like, oh, the themes, like, you know, whatever. And it just stuck. I love it. And it's now my online persona. And I love my Good. femur. So everybody go check out the themes. Thank you so much, Courtney. Thank you for visiting the Wicking Up. Thank you for having me. It was great. Yeah, I'll see you soon. And on Scared and Alone. I want to come play with you on Scared and Alone again soon, too. Please do. That was so much fun when you came on. Thank you.